The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The contents, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again and welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. I am Todd Bloniars alongside Belmont High School head football coach Jan Kuman. A reminder to all of our listeners that these are interactive shows and your participation is welcome and encouraged. If you have any questions for the coach, log into Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag Q's for Q. That's Q-S-F-O-R-Q. You can also follow Coach on Twitter at Q underscore Coach along with BHS Football at Marauder F-Ball and our timeout for Sports Talk Twitter handles at TOSTBMC. You can also become a fan of the show by following us on Facebook and searching Time Out for Sports Talk. And uh, we're back to the single cast. We're just doing audio, uh-huh. Coach. Uh, That's good. No cameras this week, uh, so we can dress down completely. Uh, <laughs> not that we, not that our, not that our attire is any different than it no, normally no. is when we do this. I but left my ascot at home. There you go, <laughs> Coach. Always good to see you. Thank you uh, for coming in here. Always a pleasure. And uh, let's, uh, you know, starting off uh, recapping a, uh, you know. On one hand, a very inspirational game and, and by far, you know, the best 44 minutes, I almost said 60, 44 <laughs> minutes of football that you guys have played uh, all season uh, in the game last week against Reading. But, uh, and I, I don't want to, I'm trying to avoid sounding so cliche ridden here, but, you know, the whole moral victories, does it get to a point? I, I know you took a lot of good out of the game. I read some of your post-game quotes in the uh, in the articles that were written about the game, but Bottom line is you're 0-4, and you haven't been there in a you know probably going back to your first season. I think starting out mm-hmm. that way. So I know there's that fine line between you know a lot of positive came out of this game, but the bottom line was we still lost. So uh, what's your what's your overall take on, on the uh, the game? Yeah, I mean you know we're not a moral victory program. Um, we've kind of worked really hard to get away from that uh, a little bit. Um, so, you know, we had a we had a task to accomplish and the task was to win a football game and we failed. Um, that's that's our bottom line. Um, that's four weeks in a row that, that we failed to get a dub. Um, so, yeah, that's disappointing. Um, we know and believe very firmly that we are a, a, a better football team than that. You know, um, our guys are kind of walking around. We're kind of joking with each other. You know, best 0-4 team in the state, man. Um, you know, um, and, and that's something that we truly believe. You know, I think that we were, you know, in the first couple weeks of the season really trying to find a new identity and, and, and figure out who we were. Um, and then week three against Woburn, we just didn't really execute. You know, um, we found our groove a little bit against against Reading, obviously. So, yeah, we're disappointed. A loss is a loss. Um at the same time, you know, the last time Reading came to Harris, they beat us 56 to nothing. I mean, that's a team that scored over 40 points against us in every year that they faced us, and the margin of victory has been, I believe, over 21 for the last three seasons, and before that it was over 40 for the first two. So, you know, to take that to take that team to a 29-24 loss, um, to, you know, have an opportunity with five minutes left in the fourth quarter to kind of get out there, get a stop, try and get the ball back and, and, and win the game um, – I wouldn't say it's a moral victory. It's, it's you know, our goal is to be in a position to win every football game that we can when we get to the fourth quarter. And and really, for the first time this year, outside of Framingham, uh, we did that. You know, so that's that's definitely a positive. I mean, I think any game that we play, we're, 
we're taking we're taking our positives and we're working to correct our negatives and you know um, I always chuckle when people think that there's more or less of that after a loss than there is after a win I mean half the time we dissect wins a heck of a lot harder than we we dissect losses you know so that part of the process and that part of the learning process it really never changes whatever it is the 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 result is you know so yeah. And probably the biggest reason that you were in the game in the fourth quarter is because of the fact that for the first time in four games, you guys started strong. You put points on the board uh, in the first half. You were very competitive in the first half. Uh, you know, if there was just a way, you know, and uh, you know, if there, was, if there was just a way to slow down Jack Geiger. Now, I know coming in, you knew how good he was. But, you know, running for 261 yards, which is the fourth highest total in uh, apparently Reading team history, along with four touchdowns. The first play of each half, too, the, yep. the first offensive play Reading ran. Uh, Uh, 66-yard TD run in the first quarter and then the 58-yard run by Geiger uh, in the third quarter. So, you know, talk about what he brings. I mean, obviously he had, you know, he got multiple touchdowns against you guys last year, scoring on a punt return. He's got the speed, the quickness. I mean, just, you know, tell about, you know, talk about the task that you guys had trying to slow him yeah, down. Yeah, no, I mean, Jack's a great back. You know, um, he's he's a really great football player, and he's a good kid, hardworking kid. He's, uh, you know, a back who's got some great, great shifty ability, but he's also a really strong kid. His feet stay moving, and he's a good power back. Um, also, you know, so we we knew we were going to have our hands full um, stopping Geiger. Uh, definitely was kind of a trying to stop Geiger. Uh, definitely was a focus. I mean, he had 265 yards. 171 of those came on three carries. You know, so that's 90 yards. I think he had something like 24 carries. So yep. that's a 90 yards on 21 carries. Um, so you're right. That's that's very respectable. So for us, it? yep. So for us, the real issue was the big play. You know, and so he had that first play from scrimmage um, where he kind of just went right up the gate. And then he had the, a very similar play to start the to start the second half. I mean, that's a hundred and it's probably 140 of his yards right there. 130, 140 of his yards right there. Uh, and then he had one more long one that was a series of broken tackles, you know. And, and so if we eliminate those plays, um, we think that we did a pretty decent job against the run. But we can't eliminate those plays you don't get to pick and choose um you know and and he's a great back so we have to be focused on you know we have a couple of defensive defensive focuses coming out of that game but but one of them obviously is if teams are going to score against us we need to make them drive the field to do it um and and not allow these kind of quick hitting 70 yard touchdown jaunts um right up the middle of our defense and and maybe kind of adding to that frustration you know going in you know that Panacopoulos their starting quarterback doesn't play he's not you know he couldn't play in the game due to injury so I mean you kind of had to figure you know with the Redding that they were going to probably center the offense around Geiger yeah and, I mean we didn't had, we didn't know that until we got out to pregame I mean we saw him come out at the end of their game against Lex on film but you know guys come out all the time they were down a bunch of touchdowns um, you know maybe he just got dinged up we were anticipating him playing um, and then we came out for warm-ups and we saw that he was slinged up and, and had a little uh, upper body injury. Um, so we really didn't – I don't think that affected our game plan all that much, believe it or not. It, you know, we, we knew that Ge- like Geiger's the dude for that, for that offense. Um, we knew that regardless of Panacopoulos, I mean, he's a good football player too, don't get me wrong. They're, they're more multifaceted with him back there. Um, but it's also Redding. They got talent throughout their program. Um, and they're a well-coached football team, you know. So there's, you know, there's going to be a kid sitting right behind him who's going to a quarterback who's going to come in ready to execute. And I thought their quarterback did a good job of that. 
And um, yeah, that would be Sanella. Who Sanella played pretty yep. well. Uh, so you know, I mean, we just we we just have to again, we have to we have to take our opportunities where our opportunities present. And there were a number of moments in that game defensively where we didn't do that. Now, our defense has kept us in games over the first three weeks as well. So you know, that's kind of the nature of football. Um, I thought the offense did a good job of picking picking the defense up. Yeah. Um, we needed them in some big moments, and 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 we didn't get it. Um, Nobody's it, hurting more than that than the defense, let me tell you. Right. Well, and you know, before we get to the offense, too, I just want to talk about the defense one sure. more time. That last drive, you know, for Redding had to be a little frustrating because you did have him in a first and 30 hole <laughs> thanks to a couple of penalties. Yep. You must have been feeling pretty confident that, that, or at least that you were you had a good chance of getting the ball back there, and instead they end up, uh, you know, basically running out the clock. Yeah, I mean, we're um, sitting at about three and a half minutes there after Killian busts a big run to bring the game back within five, you know, and then they get to first and 30, and obviously, you know, Coach Avery and I are, as the offensive guys, are, kind of huddling off to the sideline, getting the two-minute package settled and, you know, getting getting our quarterback and our wide receiver core and our running backs who aren't out on the defensive side of the ball, getting those guys ready to go. And, um, you know, and, and so obviously we were anticipating with that down and distance that we were going to get a stop, um, and we didn't. You know, Geiger scampered for, I think, 24 yards on like a second and six. Um, and then they get third and short and they convert and then they drive the rest of the field and they get a, four, a first down on fourth and short from like the 10. Um, to put the game away so you know that was really um, tough I mean tough for our offense tough for our defense tough for me tough for coach P you know we just we couldn't get that offense off the field we had him backed up and we couldn't get him off the field and so you know if there's a moment that sticks in my craw above all others it's that that three down set right there is you know we you know we can't we can't let teams get to second and 26 and convert first downs well, you know, but on the other side, your your offense was uh, moving the ball effectively, and you were able to, you know, maybe, as you're saying, as the weeks go on, you're kind of creating a, a new identity with this offense, and I think a lot of it is, you know, number six behind center, Boy Fitzgerald's numbers, uh, 19 for 25, a uh, buck 72 for the season. I mean, he's completed, uh, what, uh, 56% of his passes, five touchdowns, just one interception, and he's averaging over 10 yards of completion. Yeah. Uh, so he is, uh, I mean, he's everything I think you could you – could have asked for interestingly enough i think some of his passing numbers are have been are, are probably looking back and I, I don't have all of uh cal's numbers from last year but i mean right now i mean maybe it's because you're depending more on on george here to carry you know a little bit more of the offensive load but uh i mean it, they've been impressive i mean it, yeah no i mean like here. george did the work in the off season and and uh not just in the weight room but in skill development too and uh, to turn himself into a varsity caliber quarterback you know and he had a lot of work to do and he took it upon himself to do that um, you know, we're, we're a different team than we were last year. Um, you know, the last three years we've kind of had these, you know, bell horse running backs. Um, and, and right now we're kind of looking for somebody to step into that role, to be honest. But, you know, we have different backs that, that do different things, different things well. And, and we got some of that bell horse out of Deese um, <clears throat> in the, in the Redding game. I mean, he, he ran for like 85 yards um, on some really big carries and some tough yards and some tough carries. So, um I think probably Cal, Cal and George's numbers are I don't know I don't I don't stat compare like that. Um, both of them are great kids. They're both great quarterbacks. They're both great athletes. I was lucky to have Cal for three years. I'm lucky to have George now. Um, and I think that the way that our offense is structured this year, you know, it affords George a little bit more of an opportunity, obviously, to throw the ball. We're throwing the ball a little bit more than we have in the past, and and obviously against Reading it worked for us. Um, but he had a great day. 
And he's just getting, you know, more and more confident every time he steps out there. I mean, his, you know, his completion percentage has gone up and up every game. Um, he only has the one interception against Milton. Offensive line is playing better in front of him. He had four sacks against Milton. Um, I think he got sacked once yeah. um, against Redding. You know, he's, Just once the last two weeks, not sacked at all. In the yeah, Woburn he game. wasn't sacked against Woburn. We didn't throw the ball as much against Woburn, but he wasn't sacked against Woburn. Um, and then he had one sack in the first quarter, and we made some adjustments on the offensive line scheme-wise to protect him. Um, and he had one of the best plays I've ever seen a quarterback make on the third and eight in the third quarter going towards the train tracks. Um, pocket broke down a little bit for him, stepped up like he was going to run, stopped about a yard behind the line of scrimmage, half a yard behind the line of scrimmage, and found Luke Hopkins on a route adjustment for like a 27-yard thrown catch. Um, they kept that drive going, ended in a in a Cadigan field goal. So you know, George had a day. He's he's a confident kid and a quality quarterback, and and I think his receivers trust him and his line trusts him, and he's finding his voice and he's a he's a good leader in our huddle. He showed it, he showed it today again. And he shows it every day. So we're really proud of Fitz. Yeah, well, and that Hopkins catch you just described was his was his lone catch of the game. I know he uh, was uh, targeted at one other time, but uh, obviously your two big receivers who have accounted for 48 of Fitzgerald. Gerald's 58 completions, uh, Ellett and Pollock, and this time uh, it was it was Will who got a little bit more of the action. It was kind of Jake in the Woburn game. Uh, this time Will with 12 catches, 77 yards. Of course, you know Pollock even with only five catches, one of those was the was the big one early on, the 25 yard mm-hmm. touchdown catch was a really pretty uh, catch. I mean George yeah. again with a great throw in there uh, that, that tied up the game in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, that first quarter was about a 24 yard seam pass. Uh, George, I think probably threw a little late he would he would say I'd probably agree it was a little late getting out there we kind of like to put those over the top a little bit more for Jake he has a little bit more space to play with um but you know George threw a great ball he put it right in the back of the end zone you know uh, Pollock had a had a step on his guy and he was able to rise up and and make a catch over the safety as the corner was kind of coming over at the same time so I mean it wasn't double coverage when we threw the ball uh when the ball went in the air you know it, it turned into bracket um it was just a great grab you know, the great catch. And then Ellett's uh, touchdown just before halftime, which was a big one, got you to within one point at the half. Uh, you know, I, I called it at the time on the air uh, Edelman-esque. I thought <laughs> it was kind of the kind of pattern you'd almost expect Julian Edelman to run for the Patriots. He kind of, Ellett caught it, and then he kind of made that turn inside yep. and then just dove into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, actually the pattern was a little bit shorter than we intended it. We kind of wanted it breaking back right on the goal line there, and he, he ran it a little bit shorter. But, I mean, Will's a tremendous athlete, and he's just really coming into his own. He He's terrifically fast. He's got great agility. He's got great hands. I mean, he had a number of catches. Uh, there were one where he, like, fell down on a stop, got up and caught it. One on a timing route where Fitz unleashed a seed and well, it turned around and it was kind of in his face and he just caught it and scooted outside for another three or four yards off the back of that. So, you know, we saw some things we thought in the Reading defense that we could play with, um, you know, and, and I know there were some moments that we were really successful at that and kind of, um, frustrating Coach Blanchard over there calling the defense, you know, and he's a great defensive coordinator, and I haven't been able to frustrate him in three years. So, you know, I know we lost, and, and Dave's a great guy, and I know he won't take this the wrong way, but it, it, it felt good to frustrate him a little bit. It, you know, it felt good to see him kind of chuck the play sheet for a second and go barking at a player. You know, we haven't we haven't been able to make Redding do that. And so, you know, yeah, there's no such thing as a moral victory, but on a personal level, you know, these guys are beating us up pretty good. 
um, over the last three years. And so it, it felt good to give a little bit of that back and, and to put a little bit of a scare into these guys. And, and, and I was excited about that. Yeah. Did you now going back to say training camp, did you see uh, Fitzgerald, Deese Pollock? I mean, the fact that they've worked all so well together here in the first four weeks, could you tell like even in during summer training camp that, that there was the potential that this could, uh, you know, come to fruition as it has? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we knew we had a special core, you know, I, I don't think you ever really know what you're going to get until you get out there on the field and the bullets start flying. Flying, even throughout camp I mean you can have a great camp and then the bullets start flying in real life varsity competition it's not a scrimmage anymore you know you're you're confronted with the prospect of there's you know there's always tomorrow but it's not today after these 44 minutes you know you have a bad practice in camp you can just go out and have a better practice tomorrow it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the world if you lose a game either at the end of the day this is football you know this isn't this isn't life or death um but there's you know the opportunities for redemptions are a little bit more limited um, than they are earlier in the year. So we knew that we had something special. I mean, these guys were our first class. You know, these guys came in when when we came in. So they've been with myself and Coach Pereira, um, who were the only two remaining from the first year. Um, they've been with myself and Coach P this whole time. And they've been drinking the Kool-Aid this whole time. And believing in this identity this whole time and they're a great group of kids and they have great relationships with each other and they work their butts off in the weight room and um, they work their butts off at camps and and uh, at sevens and private training sessions and whatever else that they were doing over the course of the of the offseason and, and yeah I mean I think we knew that we had something cool um, definitely to play with and, and you know there are other guys there too you know like don't forget Lukey Lukey Hopkins is a great receiver. Joe Vialli, um, also a great receiver. we got some young guys, and, and we're doing it without yeah. the other, or the third of the string beans in, in Jared Edwards, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, we're missing a big piece of what we had anticipated being a really big piece of our receiving core this year. So, um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're, an, exciting, they're an exciting bunch, and, and we've got seven more weeks together. So um, eight, technically, with the long week going into, into Watertown. So, you know. We've gotten better every time out there, I think, and and on both sides of the ball, to be honest. And even though you know it wasn't the defensive performance that we wanted, so you know we've got we got better. We played some good D too in that game at times, and we're just excited about kind of what next week brings and 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 where it is that we can take this offense. Well, well, speaking of uh, you know you brought up injuries and you talk about play on both sides of the ball. Uh, you talk about one of your your really solid two way players, Adam Deese. We saw him hobbling off the field late in that game, yep. and certainly that probably affected the defense and the fact that uh, Redding was able to run out the clock on their their final possession. Um, what's uh, without having to give away too much? I, I know you're going to probably get very Belichickian on me here, <laughs> but uh, what is the extent of the the Deese injury? I mean, he was hobbling off. It certainly looked like something leg knee. I, uh, know, yeah, it's a lower it, body injury. Okay. Um, you it, know, is it is it something season ending or were you expecting no, to see no, him back? It's not season ending. Um it's definitely not season ending. It's a lower body injury. Um obviously you couldn't finish that game. Um and so whenever a player like Adam leaves a game in that moment and, and can't and you know, Adam's a workhorse, man. He's a warrior. If he can physically get out there to play ball, he's gonna get out there to play ball. Um he couldn't do it. And that's okay. You know, I mean that's that's that happens in this game sometimes. Um you Do know, you think we, he might be back this week or um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's possible. Okay. Um, you know, again, it's, you know, we have a great athletic trainer. We've got great doctors, um, around the program. He's got a uh, great, uh, parental units, uh, his mom and dad, uh, Patty and David, who were, who were really supportive of him and, and making sure that, you know, 
uh, we're doing the work to get him back on the field as, as soon as he can. And, you know, if he's good to go on, on Saturday, we've got the nice long week. Uh, if he's good to go on Saturday and he feels good, um, he'll go. Um, and if he doesn't, we've got depth, you know. Yeah. And, and so it's a big loss in our identity. Um, it's a big loss in our emotion, sure. Um, but also our team is, you know, is bigger than one dude. So next sure. guy up to do the job and, and when, when, Adam's ready to, when Adam's ready to play, um, he'll be back. You know, and that's kind of where we're at. And that's a very Belichickian response. I wouldn't have expected anything less from you, Coach. <laughs> but, you know, talking about the rest of the running game, obviously, uh, you know, Tyler Reynolds uh, performed well. And, and let's talk about Killian O'Connell. You, you mentioned it earlier, that touchdown run he had. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here you are down two scores with about six minutes left, and you're thinking, boy, they're going to have enough time. And it was fourth. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a fourth down. You're just trying to get that first down to keep that first drive going. And all of a sudden Killian breaks off a 64-yard run. Talk about just that play and even – in Killian's play in general for you yeah I mean Killian O'Connell's a great little football player man he's he kind of flies under the radar he plays our bomber he plays our role safety position on the defensive side of the ball hard-hitting kid tough kid uh we like him as a as a eye running back um he's he's real downhill you know Tyler's a little bit better in those spread sets where he has a little bit more space out there Killian's just like a little missile you know he just likes to go downhill into the gap and 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 try to find a seam and and get going and we definitely like that about him. And Coach Barge, our running backs coach, has been uh, working really, really hard with him over the last two or three weeks to kind of develop that aspect of his game. You know, and, and it was – I'll give it to Bargey. i got to tell him to listen to the broadcast. It was Barge's call to put him in there. He goes, put 24 in. He's ready for this play. I go, okay. You know, and so we chucked him out there. And, you know, that's my running backs coach. If he tells me that – if he tells me that this kid's ready to go and he's going to run a good play, and then, you know, we're going to put him out there and run a good play. Um, we knew fourth and one, you know – we had a, f- a fourth and short earlier in the game, and I screwed it up. You know, I called a, a toss play to the outside. They bring their big set in. I saw them bring in some some beef, so I figured let's try to get outside to space. We ended up catching a hold, 10-yard um, loss on that, and then we had to punt. Um, I wasn't going to make that same mistake twice. I know better than that. So, well, big props to to Coach Barge then for making yeah. this, for making making the call here. Yeah, I mean, obviously he just exploded through the line. Of course, that also takes the offensive line doing their part and, and really making. Yeah, some it nice was you know it was a decently uh, it was a decently blocked up play. Uh, we got a little bit of luck on it too. Won't tell you how, but you know it was a decently <laughs> blocked up play. We got a little bit of luck on it. Um, and then you know once he gets into space vertically, that kid's he's wicked fast. So you know he just found a seam and went straight up the field 63 yards for a touchdown, huge touchdown, uh, to give us an opportunity to try and get that stop and, and get, our, get our offense back on the field. Well, you know, looking ahead now, it's, uh, you know, you've had a little bit of an extended break here. Uh, you know, you get like really nine days between games, which you don't usually get this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you know, you're playing on a Saturday, Saturday yep. afternoon day football. Remember day those days? Day game. Oh, boy. You know, I almost I, I know everyone loves Friday Night Lights, but I don't have any, I don't have any. You know, I was Saturday saying this afternoon game back from the days when I was calling Belmont football. I was saying this often. in the uh, in the office today. Um, I don't mind the Saturday game. And uh, I love going over to Winchester. I, I, I don't know why, but there's something about their field setup that I kind of like. Um, they got those kind of high stands. I don't know if you've been over there. They got those kind of high, high stands, almost like Arrowhead Stadium-looking stands off to their far side Like of the if field. you're in the back row, you get vertigo because you look Yeah, it's, it seems really high, <laughs> yeah, and then it's looking great. down on the field. And yeah. then they got the houses, like, right – you know, like you can kick over the net and hit a house, which I just find hilarious. And, and they've done a I'm lot sure of work. I'm sure will try to break a window. You know, they've done a lot of work over there. So I, I like going over to Winchester. I think it's a really beautiful facility, and it's a fun place to play a football game. So 
I'm, I'm excited for a little day day football action. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm here, and I think it's supposed to be a pretty nice day Saturday. Yeah, it should so, be. Yeah. Falls here. Um, so. You know, and, of course, Winchester, you guys have, uh, you know, you had the great last-second win against them last year, and then, you know, actually you've beaten them each of the last two seasons, so it's a little something to keep going here. Of course, both of you, you know, you and Winchester, you're both teams coming in without a win, so you know both teams are going to be hungry, and, and just based on the last, you know, couple of years, the matchups head-to-head, it, it should make for, for a hell of a game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty excited coach Dembo does a great job over there and uh, we always get a tough game out of those guys and and you know we look at ourselves as having played some pretty tough competition over the first four weeks I mean Milton is a quality football team Framingham is divisionally up from us you know Woburn's Middlesex large contender or in the mix generally and Reading is a state is a is a perennial uh, 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 contender for the playoffs and and generally the top of their division um, you know, so we're looking at that and saying we've played some we've played some pretty tough squads yeah. over the f- last four weeks, and, and we haven't bowed to any of them. You know, we're no. we're 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 in range to win these football games with a couple a little bit better execution. Don't shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, convert at the end of the game against Framingham, we win. Um, I think do a little bit of a better job in our offensive scheme development against Woburn than we did, and we're still kind of trying to find our identity there a little bit. Um, we've got a better shot at winning that game. Um, obviously, we were in a position to control our destiny a little bit against Reading. So, you know, we're 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 excited. Uh, we think that you know, again, we're, we we have this kind of ambush mentality about ourselves right now, which is, yeah, we're you know, we are what our record says we are. Our record says we're 0 and 4. Um, we think we're the best 0 and 4 team in the state. So we're just excited to we're just excited to get better man and take that out over to Winchester and I know coach Dembo is going to get his guys fired up to give us a, a great football game they're operating without Liam um, unfortunately man feel really bad for for Liam Fitzpatrick their talented quarterback who has a, a knee injury um, and I think is done for the season so um, the second week in a row you're not going to be playing their you know the, st- the other team starting. yeah and I mean that's a really big hit for the Sachems man yeah. I mean he's Liam's a is a great kid um, but he's a really talented athlete um, and this affects him in other sports. So, you know, when stuff like that happens to guys, you know, there's, you know, a lot, I think a lot of people would think like maybe on the pro level, you're like, oh, great. We don't have to face this guy. Um, I'm a high school football coach. So like that's a 17 year old kid trying to close out his senior season. Um, even if he's on another team and he makes the, the opponent tougher to beat, I want him to play, you know, and, and I'm just hurting for him. And I know Coach Dembo and his staff are hurting for him too and we wish him the best in his recovery and and we're sorry that we're not going to get to play against him um during his senior season right you know get just getting back you you brought it up again about uh, trying to find that identity for the offense and yeah I, I mean and you've said this you don't have the same bell bell cow bell horse are those bell interchangeable horse. words you i don't said, know i, I, I always thought say it was bell cow but i think it's bell, bell cow horse. i always say bell horse okay well you can use whatever animal you want there bottom line horse. bottom line is you don't have the one big you know running back you know like you know that you've had in past years that you could just literally lean on and give the ball to infinite number of times every game uh so but i mean are you ultimately still to Despite that, are you still looking to try to get more of a run-pass balance? Because right now, just yardage-wise, it looks like you know right now it's about a two-to-one, you know, roughly ratio passing yards to yardage. Yardage-wise, it's two-to-one, but call play number-wise, it's about fifty-fifty. Yeah. Um, you know, so we we think we have a pretty good balance in our offense right now. I mean, we're you know we're running the ball and we're throwing the ball. Um, I think it's just kind of trying to find the best ways for our guys to run the ball on the ground. Uh, I think we found some of those things against Reading. Um, it's my job, you know, to find more. And, you know, this season is really – I mean, look, Todd, I'm, I'm, this is my fourth year as a head football coach. 
right? I haven't, I haven't been doing this job for 20. There are guys in this business who have been doing this thing for 20 years, you know what I mean? And, and they kind of have these reflections. And they've been answers. calling the same plays for 20 years. Some of them yes <laughs> and some of them no, you know? I mean, I think no, you find know, a system yeah. that works and right, you go right, with it. Yeah, but, sure. like, you know, I'm, I'm learning, man. And, and I was always a defensive-oriented guy outside of the offensive line, which I coached positionally. So – you know, learning about offenses and learning about what I want our offensive identity to be and learning different ways to, you know, get guys into space and um, find different ways to get guys the ball has been a really cool process for me. You know, I mean, like I'm not uh, I'm not a Chiefs fan or anything like that, but they were talking about Andy Reid uh, last night on the broadcast and saying that this guy just has a voracious appetite for football. You know, and he wants to learn as much as he can. He has no qualms about stealing something from somebody else, which is what our job is. I don't have all the answers, you know, um, but I'm willing to go out there and listen to and learn from as many coaches as I can to find pieces of those answers. And that's kind of what we've been doing over three seasons. And we needed to do some things that were a little bit different this year. So, you know, we worked to kind of put those things in place as well. And I'm just, you know, I, I, I was really happy speaking personally for myself. I, I hate to talk. I, I was really happy with the game I called. Um, there were a couple instances where I might have done something a little bit different. I think that's true for every game. I was really, really proud of myself and, and, coach, and coach Avery and Coach Pereira and Coach Barge um, for making some adjustments that needed to be made to get our offense going and for having the courage to kind of do some things that were a little bit different and a little bit outside of our wheelhouse or that we were accustomed to going forward into that week. Um, and, you know, I think it it's a testament to those guys. And, you know, we're just trying to keep learning and keep getting better and keep developing new ways to move the football. That's our goal. Okay. Well, you know, I uh, it just as you probably know if you've been watching and listening to these uh, many uh, Toddcasts uh, during the season and, and even for the last couple of years when, we, when Coach Q and I get together, these are certainly not scripted. So I just wanted to uh, offer this opportunity up. Are there, were there any other players you wanted to give mention to here through the first four weeks that we didn't, we didn't bring up tonight during, uh, during the show? I'll um, give you the forum here to do that. If yeah, you yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I just don't want you to feel like we, like, you know, because I always feel like I'm steering it towards like you yeah, know, three the or four marquee players, guys. But, I mean, you know, I think but, it's really like it's always hard to 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 pick guys. Um, I think you know I'd start defensively. Um, I think Mike Delhome um, has done yeah, at safety did. has he's a junior. Um, I remember calling his name a couple times. Yeah, last he's yeah, done he a really good job of learning that position. He's kind of found a home there defensively. Um, he's a really smart football player, um, and, and he's only, again, a huge upside. You know, he's just getting better every week. He's definitely a guy I would holler out. Um, Caleb Henman on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we lost the kid that we were hoping to play nose for us in the first week. He's back this week. We had to move Will Lozano from outside linebacker to nose tackle, so a shout-out goes to Will also. Caleb had to move from inside linebacker to outside linebacker, and he's just been racking up tackles out there. And um, – you know, he, he's a captain and a senior and, and, and Will's a senior too. And just great examples of like selfless guys, you know, Will doesn't, he doesn't want to play nose. He hasn't been a nose tackle in his entire career. You know, he wants to play defensive end or outside linebacker, but what's going to make the, what's going to make the defense better coach. And we're like, well, this week we need you at nose next two weeks. We, we need you at nose. Okay. It wasn't, you know, same thing with Caleb. He, he'd rather be in the middle. But there wasn't a moment of hesitation from these guys. So I, I got I to gotta shout those guys out. It's really 
awe-inspiring in a lot of ways. Not to mention, yeah, not to mention they're both stalwarts on the O line too. And in fact, never it come like, off the field. Yeah, Henman is he shifted over to right guard? I noticed towards the end of the game, he was he and Will were actually playing next to each other on the right side of the line. Is that uh, <laughs> was um, that just a case of you know moving guys around to kind of fit a need for certain plays? Or that was Will moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Will Will had to move once or twice for a couple of reasons. Ah, okay. Um, oh, that's- but that well, oh, I thought it was yeah because I in I, the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say. About okay, that. yes, all right, fine, all um, right. <laughs> and then you know, offensively, obviously, I think our entire offensive line, um, you know, we got two juniors on there, and Sam Segarin and Jake Parsons, who have had a really steep learning curve. It's hard to go from JV football to varsity football, you know, and both of these guys are kind of just just finding their way. Um, obviously, Killian O'Connell is great out there. Um, Zach Hubbard as a backup wide receiver has been fantastic throughout practice. And, you know, this, these are the guys who doesn't get, don't get a ton of love. Avery Arno, our backup quarterback is a young sophomore talented kid, um, who's just been really working, working his Is butt he like off. the scout QB in practice? Like he plays the other team. You when know, the George opposing. lets him, man, uh, George is <laughs> gra- you know, George is aggressive. Scout line is always a little bit, a little bit, um, dicey. You know, because it's younger guys, sometimes guys who are still learning, and they're playing against the first defense. So I tell George, I go, look, man, Team O is our line having a good day. Scout O is our line having a bad day. Both days are going to come, man. So, you know, that's a great opportunity for you to learn to create plays with your feet and to feel the pocket and to work on getting out of pressure to go out there and run some scouts. So he and Avery split. Um, And young Ryan Santoro, man, who stepped in for Adam on both sides of the ball as a sophomore um, you know, he deserves, he deserves some shout outs too. I love, I love the kid. We're, we're both, uh, I would say kind of unique as individuals. And, and, and I like that Un- unapologetically kind of unique and, and Ryan's a good, tough football player. And, you know, to step out there against Redding as a sophomore and execute and do your job, that's hard. That's not easy. So he's definitely, and I know I'm missing guys, man, and I hate to do that. No, no, but, no, but that's okay. Um, hey, there'll be other weeks. You know, maybe they'll get into the spotlight, and we'll we'll bring them up. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll give you a chance at the end of. Every we just got week we got it. so many, I man. Know. We got that's, so many guys who are out there working every day, and, and I mean, at the end of all of it, you know, um, I could win a million Super Bowls, and I hope I do. Um, I could win a million <laughs> Super Bowls. I think. I don't know. I've never won one, but I could win a million Super Bowls, and and I think what I would remember most. Um, has nothing to do with that, you know. It's it's seeing guys going out there and doing work. You know, it's it's trotting out to that practice field, you know, three o'clock every day, putting those pads on for those guys. You know, for us, you know, putting our whistle on and our getting our scripts ready and sure. just everybody kind of coming together with a common and united purpose. Um, no matter what the result is on Friday night, man, I just there's something about that that's life affirming, I guess. Yeah. You know, and and. I think all of us as coaches and as players, you know, we have good days and bad days. And and my most favorite part of football is that no matter what kind of day you had, you always get the opportunity to go out there and play some football. And there's a great commonality in that, which is which is awesome. Of course, it's a refreshing diversion for everything. It sure is. And no question about that. Well, you know, we're not bounded by uh, format because we're not doing a simulcast this week. But uh, I also know you kind of want to head out the I door. I got to eat some food. But I do want to give you an opportunity because I know you like talking about other sports. Are there? You know, you know, we got so much going on. October's a great oh, sports month. It is. You know, Celtics had their preseason opener last I night. I saw some good. of that. They did look pretty good. You know, good. Patriots have struggled. That. Red Sox are in the playoffs. I don't know if you want to. You want to 
bounce around a couple quick uh, sports thoughts on the, pro, um, the the Boston scene. Or I'm uh, a little nervous about this Patriots defense. Yeah, and and I feel more confident in the Marauder defense right now. Than the Patriots. <laughs> no, <right>? no. <laughs> yeah, if we no, were to play, they win. Let's be right. Clear. Okay, head to head. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, they're a little bigger. They're, they're bigger and faster and <laughs> right. better at football. That's why they're professionals. Yeah. Um, right. I'm a little nervous, man. I I don't. I'm I'm usually somebody who doesn't get nervous quickly, and I have faith in Bill and Patricia to to iron those things out and figure out what it is that they want to do. Um, yeah, because two years ago, you know, they came off a lousy Monday night game. Everyone thought it was all over. Brady's done. They were 2-2. Two yeah. two. I mean, that I'm Monday not, night game I'm not, Kansas I'm City. not writing right. off the season. Yeah. Um, you know, Carolina played well. Um, but, man, do we need a defensive line. Mm. You know, I'm just looking at it and saying, like, I think the rest of the pieces we can deal with. But – you know we're kind of playing with a we're playing with a budget front right now and and not doing a lot to pressure quarterbacks and kind of not putting guys in flux out there it and, does expose the secondary certainly which is what's been happening with Gilmore here at the start <laughs> uh, apparently although i don't think he's the only one but no i mean Malcolm know. Butler didn't look particularly good either and his trade stock is now just plummeting i mean they had a shot at getting a first rounder for him going into this offseason and there's no way anybody's going to give you a first-round pick for Malcolm Butler right now. He's going to have to turn around and have a great, you know, next three, four, five weeks, three, four weeks to, to get his stock up. I think they want him out. Um, I think they're ready to move on. But, you know, at the same time, um, same thing that I say to people who are kind of talking about our football team, you know, and this is our – as coaches, we all know this. Um, those looking from the outside in know very little – uh, that goes for fans, and no offense to sportscasters. Of course, and and, and every you know, pretty. That's why I'm on this side of yeah, the mic. I don't really, know anything. It just, and, and, I, and I don't mean that like pejoratively. <laughs> I don't mean that to say like Jen, like John Snow. You know nothing. You know, uh, I I mean it more to say that like you're not at practice every day. Right. You're not in the meetings. You know, you don't see those conversations. And and the same thing is true times a million for for the Patties. So, um, you know, I think that we're not in those meetings and we're not hearing what their plans are or what their goal was and what they were trying to do. And um, I have more confidence in coach Belichick than I think any coach ever to fix it. Um, the man's a genius. So I will, I will defer to, to genius. Who, who am I? I'm okay. A, I'm a, I'm a high school football coach with an 11 and 24 record and, you know, 26 record. And he's the best football coach in the history of coaching or football. So uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, Bill will figure it out. Um, I'm excited for uh, Thursday. Get a little, uh, get a little ALDS action and and yeah, get the Sox yeah. going in the playoffs and and see what they have to offer. And uh, it was great to see the the Celts start up. I'm a big Kyrie guy, so I'm excited for that. And um, yeah, he got off to a good start. He did. I mean, though, you know, you kind of were. I guess the question was, would he, him and Hayward and Horford all kind of mesh together right off the bat? It almost seems like they have, which yeah. you know gives you shades of you know a decade ago when it was Pierce Allen and uh, Garnett doing that. Well, let's that. not go nuts. No, I know. Um, <laughs> one game in that. Yeah, let's throw like one the one preseason <laughs> game. You know, I mean, it's one of the greatest big three combos in in history. Yeah. Um, I I like I like how the Celtics are comprised. I mean, again, it's all moot. They'll make the ECF, and maybe they win, and maybe they don't. But whoever wins that series is losing to the Warriors anyway, so we might as well just call it, um, which is kind of my <laughs> attitude towards basketball in general. But it'll be fun regular season. Yeah. Um, basketball is kind of one of the only sports, I think, where because it's seven, like the most talented team generally wins a basketball playoff series. It's as long very, as they stay healthy. Stay right? healthy not, yeah. and, and remain the most talented team, they generally win. Um, and I'm excited for the Bruins, man. 
Most people don't yeah. know this about me. I'm a big hockey guy. Are um, you? Yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. that was awesome. I, I, I'm I not, not a. Uh, I was a horrendous hockey player. Um, but I really, <laughs> I, I couldn't even skate. <laughs> so I, I like, I like hockey. Um, I love the Bruins. Um, and so you know, I'm, I'm excited for that to kind of chuck back yeah. up. I think that they've done this really cool kind of like homegrown, not going out trying to farm in stuff. Um, and they got some good young talent. This kid on that McElroy team. looks like he's gonna. He's, be fun he's and, fun, and uh, and the kid Bor- uh, Andre Spork, uh, the two of the kids and from Fitzy Notre Dame. man, and Fitzy who who oh. uh, was playing at Malden Catholic when I coached there. So you know to see a kid that was once roaming the hallways. Obviously, he didn't play football. I'm um, sorry, who's that? That was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz oh. Fitzgerald. Ryan, Ryan Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald. Ryan Fitzgerald. Um, oh, I gotta Google him. He's, he's on the. Is he on the back end of their raw? He's know. on the very far back end of their raw. He'll probably okay. start in Providence. Oh, okay, um, right. That's but, why I didn't remember the name right off the bat. Um, and I know you weren't talking about George as much as you've loved the way he's uh, played this season. No, he's not a hot. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a Fitz Ryan Fitzgerald. Yeah. Um, okay. I just always called him Fitzy, but yep. you know, I got to see him win a bunch of Super Eights and uh, uh, state titles when I was coaching at Malden Catholic, you know, we go watch the hockey games sure. and, um, Oh yeah. Great coach Sereno. Great. Uh, program. the late, the, the late, late coach late, Sereno. Yeah. 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 Um, he was my athletic director and, uh, very, a very, uh, a gruff dude. Um, but he was one of the first to kind of grab me by the arm and not to wax nostalgic, but grab me by the arm and, you know, said, you're going to be good at this job, kid. Keep at it, you know. And, and for a 25-year-old kid to hear that from a guy who's legendary in Massachusetts athletics um, was was a big moment for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for the Bees, man. And I love the kid McElroy. I mean, I just like yeah. young kids who play sure, no, unafraid. He, he, he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, really quick here, we'll wrap up with this uh, since you are such a diverse Individually, you got so many different interests, but you know, you brought up, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the late coach Serena. Well, obviously, we got some sad news in the music world yesterday. Ugh. Tom Petty, unexpectedly. Uh, I mean, I, I, I had sixty-six, th- man. Yeah, I know. I had thought about going to see uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers when they were here at in Boston uh, back in July. At the last minute, I kind of changed my mind, decided not to to go, and now I'm really regretting it because I never, I never got to see him live. Yeah, and, and I hear, you know, was their band was, you know, one of the best. <sighs> In person, and it just yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, I, they say he's like the soundtrack of your of your life. Like everyone knows a Tom Petty song. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he, he was playing in the background somewhere, somewhere. In, your, in your life. You know, whether it was a, a school dance or you you know drive you know just driving around and uh, you know I still remember twenty years ago. This I'll I'll date myself here. Uh, I was editing highlights of the nineteen ninety three Belmont High School state <laughs> championship team, and the song I used to edit the highlights running down a Run dream. Down, of oh, course, man. I was I was and ele- it fit perfect. Too. I was eleven in nineteen ninety three. Just for oh, thanks, coach. Yes, um, uh, <laughs> no sad sad loss for the music <laughs> world. Obviously, man, and, um, and kind of following on all the you know Prince passing. You know we we led David Bowie, and we've lost. A oh, lot it's of, been musically. It's yeah. been a pretty Walter Becker. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't leave. I can't leave out. It's part been of a the pretty stadium. atrocious. Uh, don't forget Leonard Cohen. Too, oh man. right, yep. Another okay. big yes, songwriter. Exactly. Yep. You know, it's it's been a tough year musically, and I think that like one of the things that makes it so hard is that these these guys and gals were so so iconic, um, but also so kind of unique in in what it is that they brought to the table musically. Um, you know, you take a guy like Bowie, who's you know Mozart man. I mean, it's like I would say that Stevie Wonder is Mozart, but, you know, Bowie is Beethoven, you know, and and, and we don't see them as that now because we're not operating with this kind of perspective of musical history. People will see them as that in 150 years. Um, 
And Tom Petty, man, I mean, I love Tom Petty. Um, and, and we were talking before the show, you know, uh, my good friend Crystal Campbell, who, of course, lost her life in the Boston Marathon bombing. And, and um, she was a huge Tom Petty fan. And so, uh, you know, I, I know that Tom's given her a great show um, up there. And, um, you know, she's she's got a, as we would say, you know, she's got an orange soda in her hand and she's enjoying she's enjoying the show. And um, big loss for the music world and, and obviously for his family and his bandmates. Um, so sad, sad day. I wish we had some, some Petty queued up to close the show out. Yeah, I know. See, I should have had that at the ready. Instead, I'm going to have to just use a lyric uh, from uh, his uh, Traveling Wilburys. Uh, we've come to the end of the line here. Oh, man. Uh, for, for this week, anyway. We're, we'll be back next week. We'll be fam, back. And uh, be previewing uh, the big uh, Sal Freelich uh, coming to Belmont. The Freelich uh, bonanza. Yeah. The, Absolutely. So, uh, Coach, listen, best of luck at Winchester Thank this you. week. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk again next week. Sounds good. All right. Well, again, I just want to remind you uh, that as we uh, wrap up this week, uh, all of our podcasts with Coach Q can be found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcast and also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. You can listen at your convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app that is available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. Links to our weekly interviews with Coach Q are posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Become a Facebook fan by searching Time Out for Sports Talk and our Twitter handle again at TOSTBMC. Until next week, I'm Coach for Coach Q. I'm not Coach Q. For Coach Q, I am Todd Bloney. I just want to thank you for checking out the TOC Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. 